This is the Tribune Audio Network. <laughs> Yay! Hi. I have a mouth. I have an animal cracker in my mouth. Animal cracker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came to Danelle's house and said, I'm hungry. Provide me with food. So, I and mean, I was a little bit more polite than that. You didn't have to be, though. You could have just, <sighs> just help yourself. Listen, I tried to eat healthy for lunch because I ate Chick-fil-A for breakfast. Mm. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I had a, a fried chicken biscuit sandwich for breakfast with hash browns. That's healthy. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's totally <sighs> healthy. I almost got Taco Bell for breakfast. Oh, today. Kenny! Oh yes. God! Have you ever had Taco Bell breakfast? No, no but, I want to. but that sounds amazing. I just discovered it. Like, I've, is it good? I knew it was there, but I had it for the first time this past weekend. Crunch wrap, delicious. What's yeah. in it? What? It's like eggs, hash brown, and then sausage, bacon, or steak, and then like their taco sauce. Oh that yeah. obviously you know pressed between the tortilla. Oh, delicious. Well, you know, I make this little tostito thing on the weekend where it's like an almond flour um, tortilla shell, so it's made out of almond flour. Do you make the tortilla shell or you buy Fuck it? Fuck no, I buy it. <laughs> and then you do like peppers and onions, and then you do maybe whatever vegetables you have in the fridge. You toast the tostito, put the toppings on it and then you crack cook an egg and then put an egg on top of it and then i cut it like a mexican pizza kind of from taco bell it's really good that have you really good. have you tried do you like refried beans i love refried i could eat them out of a can which is gross but i, I did can. that all the time in college i was yes. gonna say you could also before you put the egg down put refried beans on it i'm gonna do that this weekend oh my god you're welcome <laughs> yes i'm making tacos i think tonight so mm. I'm trying to. I'm trying really hard to cook at home. Good, Jenny. I'm so proud of you because I know you're not a cook. No, I, I think you can cook. You just don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. And, been, and there's found, new appliances. But I found. I do have get your ass in the kitchen. But okay, so last night, so Donald's traveling again. Shocker. Um, <laughs> and so me and little Declan are home alone. And last night we made homemade pizzas, and it was just like one of those kits. So it had like already made crust. It wasn't like we were rolling out fucking dough. Yeah. Um, it came with sauce, like little sauce packets with the crust. So I didn't even have Great. to buy extra sauce and then cheese and pepperoni. Cause that's all he likes on his pizza anyway. Mm-hmm. It, I don't remember how much it cost, but it was at Aldi. Mm-hmm. So like, obviously it was fucking cheap. And then like, he loved it. He was so proud of himself for making a pizza. He's oh, like, that just melt your heart. Like pizza. he's excited about it. next step. Yes. Go to Heinen's. It's a local grocery store here. Mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they have dough, like actual dough in like the freezer section yeah. that you can roll out oh, with yeah. like flour or just make your own dough or you can oh, make your own. Kenny, That's, you're such, you're 24. Baby Wait steps. till you have children. Baby I, steps. I have a recipe that takes 15 minutes. Okay. I want that. I'll take it. And it tastes very good. Okay. I don't have kids and I have nothing and it else going on. It doesn't cauliflower, right? No. no. It's like flour, water, oil, Ugh. and yeast. I tried to get on that train. I can't get on that train. Mm-mm. Oh, but I was going to say, this got me way off topic. For lunch today, I tried to eat healthy. So I had like this little thing, again, from Aldi. It was like a hummus mm-hmm. and quinoa. It was like hummus in one set. It was like an adult Lunchable. Oh. Hummus and crackers, dried nuts, uh, dried berries and nuts, and then like a little quinoa salad with some beans. I need to hit up Aldi. Oh my God. Because I'm putting myself on a budget. It was... Again. It was real good. And I also bought, when I was there, I had bought some mango. So I had some mango with it mm-hmm. and one of those little baby bell cheeses, but like whatever brand is generic from, you know. Yeah. Aldi. Aldi brand. Um, And it was fine, except for it's 
You're starving. It's three, and I'm like, so you have a little snack, and then you have dinner. Snicker snacker. Yeah, and tonight I think we're gonna do tacos because I think Declan will think it's fun to put cheese on. I'm gonna give you a couple of my almond wraps, and you try one. Ooh, okay. Almond flour. There's like less. There's carbs in it still, but it's less than. Okay. You know, it's good stuff in there. Oh, okay. Kenny, do you want some? You wanna try it? Sure. Why not? Okay. Where are these from? You have to get them at Heinen's. Heinen's or uh, Giant Eagle sometimes has them, but usually high. It's like a fancy fancy thing. On a side note, I don't know if this is true for the whole country, but. If you use Instacart for grocery shopping and you buy from Aldi, they are now, at least in my area, mm. delivering wine. Can you hear me? Delivering vino. Thank you, Instacart. <laughs> Although, Instacart people, get out of my way in the grocery store. Hey. You're in my way. No, no. Move. No. I still go to the grocery store and you're looking at your list and you're blocking <laughs> the dairy section and I can't get in to get my eggs. Move out of my way. Listen, Instacart is my saving grace. I know. I, I get it. Take if a I toddler <laughs> to the grocery store. If I had kids, I would do it, but I don't. So yeah. I feel like. Well, I went to Aldi this weekend, but it was kind of like a mini vacation. I was like, hey, I'm going to go to the grocery store by myself. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and then I wandered around. It's amazing how those things. things change when you have kids, right? Yeah. You're like, cool, 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 cool. I can do this. I'm going to go by myself. I'm going to walk around the grocery around store. The grocery store. <sighs> let's um, talk about our wine. Let's. Uh, well, first. We went to an amazing restaurant. Oh, Astoria Cafe in Cleveland. It's on Detroit in Gordon Square. And it's a market and cafe. So it's they like a have, Mediterranean market. Yeah. So they have all this like delicious Mediterranean shenanigans there. And we picked up a bottle of wine. Um, <sighs> They're grape leaves. My friend brought over grape leaves this weekend from that place. Oh, really? And I housed like four of them. I was shoving them in my mouth. They were so like delicious. Every time I don't have lunch plans, I'm just going to go there now. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah. I'm doing. So we got the wine from there. It's a... Um, it's organic. We don't know organic. what that means. It, wait, I know what it means. No sulfurs added. Yes. Sulfites. Sulfites. Wait. Sulfates. Sulfates. Sulf- sulfur. I don't have my glasses on, you guys. It's sulfites. Okay, no sulfites added. Um, it's a no pinot. No sulfurs added. <laughs> There's no egg smelling There's shit no in this There's no sulfur wine. in this. It smells great. <laughs> it's from uh, Pacific Redwood is the name of it. Um, and so I brought it in and <laughs> poured it for Jenny and Kenny and everyone took a sip and we were all like, oh, it's, it tastes kind of grape juicy. Like it's good, but it just has a different taste. It's very, it's very light and a lot more, it's fruit forward than I'm yeah. used to. It's also really warm because, <laughs> because I then disclosed that it's been in my car for about a week. So hmm. that could have messed with the flavor too. You think? Yeah. I think a week might be too long to leave it in a hot car. And it was really hot. I wasn't going to tell them because I was like, I felt like it was very irresponsible of me, but I, I had care. to be honest. And it was very warm when I... I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. It's fine. The wine is fine. <laughs> that rhymed. Oh, that rhymed with wine is fine is rhymed. Um, <laughs> something's wrong with me. Um, trying to think. He's cracking my knuckles. Oh, Donald's texting me. How's my day? I'll text him back after the podcast. You'll have to wait, Donald, for my response. Hang tight, babe. Um, he's coming home for good. He, I'm he coming laid the line. Home. Yes. Good. Um, yeah, he laid the line down. He good. said, This is it. And I said, Good for you. Good. So, Stand up for what you want, Donald. Which is his own damn bed. Yes. And his <laughs> own schedule back. Yes. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Any okay. other newsers? I don't think so. We've had. Um, some fun back and forth for some of our Patreons. Uh, we'll have a new Patreon episode coming out in August. So if you haven't joined, uh, do that there. You can join for like a dollar a month to get the free or yeah, to get the content. I guess it's not free because you're paying a dollar a month. Um, 
And we also have um, other features if you like donate at a higher level. So uh, our most recent one, Kim, just sent us what she wants us to do, but I'm going to keep it a secret right now. Okay. So uh, we'll do that in like an upcoming episode. So stay tuned. Um, and then she also is getting a personalized video. You guys can request from Callie, who's making some noises back there. I know oh, does she want hear. Callie or Donna? She said Donna. Donna is just the famous... A famous Donna just wants a Donna video. Who doesn't want a video from Callie, a Callie, close your ears. It's fine, honey. I have to we'll say, make a video today later. for the first time when I broke into Danelle's house uh, because she wasn't here yet, I will say Callie actually got off the couch or whatever and came and like let me pet her really and, yeah she came towards me i was like i'm surprised kenny. she moved i was me too she only usually moves when kenny gets i here. know she loves a little piece of kenny she does love she's a like get me some of, of that kenny steinbauer yeah yeah so um but if you guys want to join uh log on to sip and you can see where it says uh become a patreon should we post what kind of wine this is just because i feel like we're using the patreon money to buy wine yeah so let's post this brand and it's i'm sure it's good if it's not sitting in your car for a week agreed agreed i'm gonna blame danelle for that but sixteen dollars it was thing. a good it's it's not bad wine it's just no it's smooth it's smooth and it's more fruit forward it's than just i'm warm. used to and it's a bit warm, but no, I think some people like that. And actually, I've, I when mean, I've done wine tasting, it. it's been very, um, they've told me like, if you don't age a Pinot Noir for super long, it's going to taste more like this, more like fruity and more grapey That's probably what flavor. it is. So I think it's just probably a younger wine, plus it's organic, plus it was in your car. Yeah. So maybe don't. The perfect storm. The perfect storm for a wine. Mm. <laughs> Some people like to age it in barrels. We like to age it in, in cars. A Jeep. <laughs> in a Jeep. In a, in a Jeep Cherokee. In a Jeep Cherokee. In uh, my driveway. What is it called? Uh, something hawk. A trail hawk. A trail hawk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you going first? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm first. I don't know. We're all out of order because we have an episode that we're, we have to fix before we can put up. So yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But I can go first. Yeah. Let's go with Jenny. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, okay. So getting down to business. Uh, I'm doing the story of Amy Copeland. Mm. Okay. Tell me about it. This is the first part. I'm going off my computer. I did not watch something and memorize it per usual. So bear with me as I scroll. Because I kind of forget which way to move my fingers. Because <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Amy Copeland and some friends, uh, They Amy had just finished work at a restaurant and met some friends, and they went to, the, to uh, their backyard to check out a garden and some rabbits that they had living in a shed. So adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's warm. It's in the 80s, and there's a creek in the back of the property. So okay. Amy and her friends are like, let's get on our suits and jump get, in that creek. Oh, my God, it's in Minerva there. in the 80s where I grew up. No, no, no. That's what we do. Oh, did oh. you? Yeah. Oh. The Little Sandy Creek? We did not get in the creek. Oh, we did. We got rafts. We were like in it. It was not a creek. It was the sanitary. You know the big pond that neighborhoods That's probably had? what ours was too. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a creek though, yeah. But we would crawl into the big tube Ooh. that like let, mm-hmm. like where the water, anyway. Don't do that, you guys. Is that what this was, do you think? Or was this an actual like creek? I think this was an actual creek. Okay. So they got on their bathing suits and they weighed out. Um, and then they suddenly notice that there is a dog runner, you know, like one of those, uh, it's like a, a wire or a cord between yeah. like two trees that you can chain a dog's thing to, so he can run back and forth. Okay. Have you ever seen one of these? Yeah. I know you're talking My about. My neighbor had one like growing up. Yeah. Cause they didn't have a fence. Um, so they noticed this dog runner cable 
and it has handlebars attached to it, like Ooh, a zip, like a, like a handmade zip line. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds safe. Sounds really safe. Everyone get in it. <laughs> okay, let's all jump so, on at the same time. Oh. See if it holds us. So it's extending over the water, about six feet across and six feet high on the neighbor's property. Okay. So they're like, cool, cool. We're doing this. This seems amazing. Again, I, I forget how old Amy is, but I, I think she's in her like early 20s so mm-hmm. kenny you know you guys do silly stuff when you're young oh yeah mm-hmm. he's like i did that last weekend <laughs> so they each take a few turns on the zip line and then on amy's second run she hears something snap oh Uh-oh. um the line breaks and she falls into the creek mm. and she instantly feels a stabbing pain in her left leg oh no so when she looks down there's a bunch of rocks in the Mm -hmm. creek and they have gashed open her calf and she's bleeding everywhere so she needs 22 staples at the local hospital holy shit when i say it was a gash i mean like it was a fucking gash staples like that's yeah and 22 have i told you the story of my friend getting staples in her head no oh my friend played soccer growing up shelly shout out shelly uh-huh and Somebody, she went up for a header and somebody else went up for a header in, in the soccer game. And the other girl's like top teeth hit my friend oh. Shelly in the head and her head split open. Oh, yeah. And she reached her hand up and there was blood like <gasps> spurting. And so she, as soon as she felt the spurt, she like passed out. Yeah, she's a badass. That's yeah. well, when she got to the hospital, I'm pretty sure they said, like, well, we can like put Novocaine in or we can just like staple it like real quick. Yeah. And she was like, staple it real quick. <laughs> and she remember, could feel it. Uh huh. Oh my gosh, this woman. Gross. But she's, I mean, it's still a story we talk about today. Yeah. And like, I've been out of high school for 20 years. I would always talk about that story if it happened to me. kind of a badass. Anyway. Okay. So she got 22 staples to close her wound. So um, over the next two days. Oh no. She goes to the doctors twice and she's complaining of severe pain. Um, She gets painkillers and they give her more antibiotics and then they do an MRI. Yeah. So then on May 4th, she wakes up and she sees that her left leg is rotting. Mm-mm. It's completely purple to the hip. Oh, shit. She can't walk. Where was the, sorry, where were the staples again? Below her knee? Like calf. that calf. So, so all the way up to her hip is purple. Oh, baby girl. Mm-mm. And rotting. Can you imagine you look down and your legs just like fucking And rotting? it probably has had a stench to it too. Oh, and- God. Yuck. Mm. Um, so she can barely walk. Her tongue is shriveled and all she can do is to manage to get out a few words to her boyfriend. Why was her tongue shriveled? Because she has. Oh, you're like, wait for wait it. Wait for <laughs> it. So she says what she can, which is, I think I'm dying. He picks her up and rushes her back to the hospital and she's diagnosed with necrotizing fasciitis and it's a bacterial infection that's destroying her tissue. Oh, and it's up in her tongue too. It's like so it's everywhere. all of her soft tissue. Oh my gosh. So I I did a little I did a little research on necrotizing fasciitis for you. Your what hurts? <laughs> exactly. It's commonly known as flesh-eating disease. Oh, that mm, one. Isn't that sweet? It's an infection that results in the death of parts of your soft tissues. So it's a severe disease and it usually has a sudden onset and it spreads rapidly. Oh no. Um, it says symptoms include red or purple skin. I mean, I always have a slight tinge of pain. I know. Pink, so I'm, I'm looking cool. at my body right now. I think we're fine. Uh, severe pain, fever, vomiting, and most commonly affected areas are limbs and the perineum. What's the perineum? I don't know. I didn't look that up. I have no idea. Kenny, okay, you're great. smart. Okay, what do you great. think it is? I'll try to look it Let's up. Let's guess what it look is it and up. then Kenny look it up. I think it's... 
perineum. I think it might be something um, on a man. Oh, like a penis? Or your is it your butthole? Oh, like your taint? <laughs> Let's just let Kenny look it up. Kenny How about that? Tell us We're not going to guess. Kind of close. Oh. I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think Jenny is the closest. These are all medical terms. So the perineum is below the pelvic diaphragm in between the legs. Yeah. I feel like it's Maybe where. The, the penile like, area. I think, no, I think it is like the. I feel like that's your area. Taint. Yeah. Oh, because I feel like you're supposed to. Oh, no. It includes the anus and the vagina. So probably the taint as well. Yeah. Well, I feel like if you're a dude, you don't have a vagina. So that would be like taint area. Yeah. It's your taint. It's grain. We're rolling it. Jenny was right. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Okay. Uh, Typically, the infection enters the body through. Oh, God. I just highlighted a bunch of stuff I didn't mean to. I typically. Oh, typically the infection enters the body through a break in the skin. So cuts and burns in unclean water are gonna cause it's making me like itch i know right um it said also sometimes having poor immune function function (laughs) (laughs) sorry i did not mean to laugh directly into the microphone kenny (laughs) poor poor immune function like if you have diabetes cancer obesity alcoholism (laughs) intravenous drug use or peripheral artery disease check 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 (laughs) i mean um, it, it usually isn't spread between people. It's like, okay. I don't know. It's, you get so it's it not something. like she oozes on the bed sheet, like her leg, her boyfriend or whatever can't, whatever. Yeah, I don't Got think it. that's usually how it goes. Yeah. So, um, it says medical imaging is usually helpful to confirm the diagnosis. Um, it can be prevented with proper wound care and hand washing. And it's usually treated with surgery because you have to remove the infected <gasps> tissue. Oh no. You can also use intravenous antibiotics. So, um, they list a bunch of antibiotics, a lot of SINs, C-I-N, not yeah. S-I-N. Uh, and then delays in surgery are associated with, with much higher risk of death. Um, even with high quality of treatment, the risk of death is between 25 and 35%. Mm. So you don't want to get flesh eating bacteria. And it sounds like she went to the hospital pretty quick too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it said both sexes are affected equally like duh. Um, right. Like, <laughs> It's more common among older people, and it's rare in children. Okay. So, why. again, I think that kind of like your immune system being what it is. Anyway, um, the term first came to use in 1952, and oh. that's the history of I didn't know the flesh-eating bacteria. Yes. Um, so, if it's treated early, early, like if she had gone to the hospital and they immediately had removed the infected skin mm-hmm. and um, flesh she may only need to get a skin or, or fat removal. So it's like not right. a huge thing. Um, some patients need amputations. It's hard to tell how many American patients get the disease yearly. Um, they said it's they're guessing it's between about 700 to 1,100 cases. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, for this kind of rare, I don't know. Okay. Ooh, so Amy's leg, it had gone too far. Oh. So she almost fell into the last group where it's like, we're probably going to amputate. Your entire leg. Good work. Um, She was flown to a hospital in Augusta and doctors amputated her left leg and cut skin from her abdomen to stop the bacteria spread. So her left leg is basically gone because it was infected all the way up to the hip. And then they had to cut stuff off her abdomen to stop it from spreading to like her abdomen and like internal organs. So she said all my uh, vital or- organs were also failing. 
So um, she said she actually coded being moved from the stretcher to the table. Um, it had to be resuscitated. Wow. Um, a respirator breathed for her. She was on full-time dialysis. Um, and three days after her amputation, a doctor told her parents that her chances of survival were slim to none. Oh, wow. Like, not good. Um, a lot of people, a lot of news outlets followed the story. They were captivated by her youth and that it was a zipline accident and that and it was, it was in the like the local creek. Right. Like you don't think this kind of stuff lives there. Well, this is interesting. So doctors amputated her left leg because of the bacteria, but the disease didn't damage her other limbs. But the medicine used to save her life mm-hmm. did. Oh. So basically the medicine, which was vasopressors. Sure. It's a drug that tightens blood vessels to uh, um, raise your blood pressure. And it, it helps ensure blood flow to vital organs, mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's at the expense of extremities. Oh. So it saved her life, but she lost her. That's why she So basically, um, she had both arms below the elbow <sighs> amputated. And oh, how old was she again? Uh, I don't know. I have to okay, look. Okay, okay. Um, so basically, she remembers she woke up. Early 20s. That's I right. It was that's early 20s. I think yeah. She might have been, even been younger. Okay. Um, the first thing she remembered coherently is what she woke up and her father was holding her hand up for her to see. And she said her hands were curled up and they were dark purple in the palms mm. and they were black at the fingertips. Oh my God. So yeah. So they had to remove her, her arms below the elbow. Um, and then she had to have her leg on the other side removed, but just like below the knee, but still like foot mm. and whatever. So, um, but she was a trooper. She said, let's do this. And she agreed to the amputations. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, He cried. Her dad cried as he left the room. And he said, in all my 53 years of existence, I have never seen such a strong display of courage. I just got goosebumps. No. Um, So she basically, it's four years later. She she has done all of her rehab and things like that. Um, Something that you'll find this interesting is uh, she had always been um, a vegetarian. Oh, okay. So um, Copeland was a vegetarian before her accident, uh, first shunning pork after seeing the movie Babe. I, I get it. We were just at the, yep. the I'm not eating pork anymore, everybody. And then and going putting all, it out there. And going all veggie in college, seeing Food, Inc. Um, but that wasn't tenable as a quadruple amputee. So she had skin gra- a bunch of screen- skin grafts because they had to close the wound between her or on her hip and on her abdomen. Mm-hmm. Um, she had to do hundreds of crunches and leg lifts to help her develop her core that she would need to like get around wow. at this point. Um, she had to transfer herself from a bed to a wheelchair and a wheelchair to a bed and et cetera. So for that, she needed protein and meat seemed a crucial part. So she said, sorry, babe. If she has regrets, she hides it well. Um, she said, I've gone full meat and it's amazing. I've been missing out on bacon for all these years. <laughs> oh, but they're so smart. I know, it's fine. I know. But she saying. has to. Yeah, it's, she does. And it's her choice. It's fine. So she, um, she was a, a pretty thin girl. Uh, she weighed about 120 pounds. Um, and she weighed about that when she came in, even though she lost 30 pounds in limbs. Uh, now she's down to 98 pounds. Oh, wow. And she does like work arms, legs, abs, treadmill for 90 minutes a day. So like badass. Damn. Um, so she said it's just hard because sometimes people have homes she wants to go to and they don't have a ramp. And so she's like, I got to figure out a way to get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, she said at home it was really hard to come to terms with her, her new life. Uh, one thing that she found really difficult is 
she had a boyfriend and he's the one who like took her to the hospital and you know she said he he tried really hard to stay with me and yeah. love me and but I, I was different and also maybe it wasn't going to work out anyway so it might right. not have had anything to do with what she was going through it just right. may have not I mean it's if it's young I'm love sure, it I'm might sure not it exacerbated it but like right. yeah right um but it sounds like she was understanding like he was yeah he stayed with her for a while mm-hmm. after the accident um so anyway she has been fit with um, progressively advanced prosthesis prosthesis I don't know how to say that uh so she um she actually has I'm trying to find where she talks about it um she gradually accepted her situation and developed a new life plan and she said family faith uh family and faith were key mm-hmm. um she has these hands I would that, hope that like do you ever think that that ever happens to you like you would embrace that like the positive side of whatever's going on. I would hope that like, I would, I would be like, let's do this. I can figure this out. Like my best friend right now, she's in a wheelchair because she broke both of her feet, Ugh. her ankles. Yeah. And she, it was really hard for her for, she's a seven year old. Oh. And I know this isn't what this lady went through, but no, she, but it was really hard for her. And like, even now, like just going to the restroom, like she can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And she even said, she's like, you take for granted, like, getting up in the morning and brushing your teeth or doing anything. Yeah. She said one of the big things that she really wanted to do, um, in another article I read was, um, she has long hair and everyone mm. was like, Oh, you're going to have to cut your beautiful hair. And she's like, no, I'm not. No. Why? So she learned oh. with her, what she had Sorry. left and also with her, um, like prosthetic hands, mm-hmm. she learned how to do a ponytail. She can do her own ponytail. Good for and her. And she has prosthetic hands that are pretty lifelike. If mm-hmm. you ask me. Um, and she said it's, it's interesting because to her, they're kind of like her nerves send impulses to help her hands do like simple. So she's tasks. like the really like, like yeah, the really good ones. yeah. But she, um, she said it's like at the end of the day, when you get home, you want to take your high heels off. It's yeah. kind of like that. Like you just want to, you want to be you. Yep. Um, so she's, it's just nice how real she is about all of it. And, um, so she's working on, uh, a center where she can counsel people, especially those who have been faced with traumatic life-threatening injuries. So it would include a large park setting for things like camping and hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, right now there's nowhere I could go and just be a therapist with, with that population. So she is trying to raise funds and she has a business plan and um, she's trying to get experience because she's trying to get her master's degree and she basically she just wants to open this health clinic yeah. that's like for people like her so that she can help people who have had these traumatic injuries yeah. but like want to live life to the and fullest they, and, can, and can they can connect with one another and have some place to go and mm-hmm. exactly so um anyway she moved into her own house uh in atlanta last year and they renovated it um and she said she had a bathroom that was uncomfortably small for a wheelchair but uh she said now that uncomfortably small bathroom is a closet (laughs) great so they remodeled the whole thing and she's just I think she's such a I don't know an inspiration for like you said like moving on from something yeah I would hope that like I could do that and be that kind of person yeah so what I can say is there's tons more information like this article goes on to talk about like her romantic life and like everything she's been doing and her like workout routine and all that stuff. I'm pretty sure I got it on CNN.com. So it's from CNN too. So uh, if you guys are interested, uh, Amy Copeland, A-I-M-E-E, Amy Copeland, um, such a cool survivor. And like, I'm terrified. Like, have you ever heard of that? Like where 
I mean, every time I hear about people getting bacteria, I've from heard water, about it, but I didn't know any like details about it. I didn't know that like, like it happens that quickly. Or and the that brain eating amoebas, like where they go yeah. in your ear. And we like, need to do. Brain. We'll do one of those. Like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, didn't you do the fly story where the the um the cow fly or something went into that person, or is a beef a bee went into the person's eye and like hatched larva or something? Oh, that was a that was a story. That was a weird penny. news story. Oh, yeah. terrifying. Well, and I think I it just, was an ear. Yeah. No, it went to his eye. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Never? There yeah. was something with an ear that I had. But any type of things like that is just like, you know. Yeah. I didn't know that this could happen so quickly either. The yeah. flesh eating. I also didn't know it could happen in just like a creek. Right. I thought it was like you have to be in a dirty ass yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Good to know, guys. Yeah. We used to like, as kids, there was not a lot going on where we grew up. <laughs> we would go to True Value and buy like yeah. the $5, $2 rafts, blow them up, and then float down the river for hours. And you know, it was the 80s, so our parents were like, bye, come back when the streetlights are on, and yep. we'd be like flown down this river all day. That sounds amazing. I, mean, I want to do that right now. Catching crawfish. Yes. Or crayfish, or whatever they're called. Crawdads. I say crawfish. Crawdaddies, whatever. Yeah, okay. I like it. All right, was so really that's good. my story. Amy. That's Amy. cool. Yeah. Good job, girl. Cool. Yay. Mm-hmm. Go, Amy. Hey, everybody. We really hope you love Sip, Survive, Repeat. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a good person, you can even donate that PodCoin to a charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on your iPhone or Android and have a and we have a special code for you. Simply use our code SIPSURVIVE and you'll get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. You're welcome. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with code SIPSURVIVE. I swear... It'll change the way you listen to podcasts. It did for me. And me. All right. All right. So anybody need more wine, Kenny? I'll take some. Take some of this warm grape juice. This warm, grapey wine. Okay. So full disclosure, I am using paper today. It's And I'm not sure I like it already. She looks like an old lady. She's holding up a piece of paper like two to three feet from her face. I don't like it. But we're going to do it because I don't have my computer. So whatever. Okay. I try to do the Jenny way, but <laughs> what do you have to hold it up like that? You're making me well, nervous. Well, no, I'm just, I'm trying to find a good position. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be good. Can you hear me? Okay. Everything. Okay. Perfect. So this is a story of Doug Lindsay survival story. Okay. And I got all my stuff from CNN. Yeah, you did. Ted talk, which if you're interested in this, after I read it to you, the Ted talk's really good. It's like 15 minutes. Yeah. I do love a good Ted talk. Great. And then I just started, after I listened to his, then I listened to like 10 TED Talks, and now I ended up doing <laughs> intermittent fasting. Wait, now you're just, doing it? Yeah, I started it today. Oh, I fell off the wagon today. I know, but let's do it together. Okay, let's do it together. Okay. I'm back on tomorrow. Because it was one of the TED Talks, so now I'm uh, now I'm into it again. Okay, well, good news. I'm back <laughs> on it as of oh, tomorrow. Good. Okay. Great. Okay, so let's think back to when we were 21 years old. How old? Music. 21. Sorry, I'm eating a cracker. <laughs> What were you doing at 21, Kenny? That was a few years ago. Years ago. Uh, still in college. <laughs> Just about to graduate. All right. Jenny? Mm, let's see. I just graduated. 
mm. from that smart school. Oh, no. You went to that really smart school. I went to um, Miami, Ohio. Yeah. Shout out Red Hawks. But I went, or I, 21, I was in my senior year of college. Mm-hmm. And it but was were amazing. you like, I was like, if anyone listening is from Kent, I was going to the Robin Hood, which is like a dance club. Mm-hmm. I was going to CJ's. Mm-hmm. We go to Gabriel. I had my chain belt on. I was yeah. grooving. Oh my God. Chain belts. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, the early knots or aughts. Is that yeah. what they call them? The early aughts? Early thousands? Yes. Um, White claws weren't a thing yet. They weren't. They weren't. Even for me. But you know what was? Zima. Fuck and yeah, Boone's. It was. Boone's Farm, baby. You ever had that? No, I've had You're Zima lucky. before. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get you a Boone's Farm one of these a weekends. A Boone's Farm. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Doug, when Doug Lindsay was 21 um his life changed forever and it was um you know 1999 at the time mm-hmm. so cue like your tlc scrubs i for some reason started looking up like famous songs in 1999 because I, I was typing this i was like right what was about popular? now Bunk the functional brother. brother right about now okay go ahead. and bills 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 this is what i wrote down yes. Mama number five scrubs <gasps> all those great <gasps> 19- yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got it so he was just starting his senior year at Rockhurst University, which was a small college in Kansas um, City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And he was on his way um, to major in biology. Aww. Um, and his dream was to become a biochemistry professor. So he was very smart. Oh, shit, son. But he also wanted to be a writer for The Simpsons. Side note. I don't know. I, th- I just mean, thought like, it was kind of cute. Cause, side, side hustle. Yeah. I like it. Seemed like a cool guy. <laughs> so... Um, before we get into actually his survival story, I want to rewind eight um, when he was only eighteen months because at that time when oh. he was a little kid. Oh, you so it goes back. You a rewound bit. a lot. So pause there, and then let's go when he okay. was eighteen months old. Um, mm-hmm. His mom became so weak she could no longer pick him up. Oh. Um, by the time he was four, um, she could no longer longer walk, and um, she lived for decades, but mostly bedridden. Oh my god! I know. And his aunt also developed the same ailment. Um, growing up, she was so feeble, she couldn't even tie her own shoes. So my point is, this was like a family Did they figure disease. out what the fuck this disease is? Well, here we go. Okay. So now as we're back a, to 21. Not yet. So oh, as okay. a teenager, um, you know, Doug was, you know, pretty much watched his whole family disintegrate on his mom's side. Wow. And, and also wondered at that time, like, is my body a, a ticking time bomb? Like, yeah. Is this going to happen to me as well? I have those fears. And finally, his senior year in college in 1999, the alarm went off. <gasps> and no. so Doug was at home one night, mm-hmm. and he found himself collapsed on the dining room floor. And the room was spinning around him. Um, and he wasn't drunk. And he was not drunk. He, was, okay. he seemed like a responsible. Like, if you're biochemistry, oh, I Jesus. feel like you're like... I mean, I got good grades in college, but I had a good time, too. I mean, I got semi-good grades, and I had a great time. <laughs> my grades went downhill as I stayed longer in college. <laughs> I feel like my junior year, I was like, wow, I really have to study. Oh. Like, that's a thing. No, I by, the, by I mean, the time junior year came around, I was studying abroad like, fuck it, I'm going to Paris. See, you were smart. What was your major, though? Business. Yeah, mine was marketing, so it was easy. Well, I business, had no excuse. Marketing was yeah. my major, yeah. but business school. Yeah. Listen, we're in sales, you right? Guys. I know it doesn't matter. We didn't even need a college degree. <laughs> nah. Okay. So he actually remembers making the call to his mom that very night, mm-hmm. and um, he told her right away that he had to drop out of college because they both knew what was happening. Oh no! So he went to the doctors, and over time, they kept telling him it was mono. They thought it was mono, like oh, which is like a big call. Like I feel like have when you you're in college, mono? I have not. Oh. I know you have. I'm sure. Freshman year, a I was a makeout bandit, but b. <laughs> 
of course you were. Just pretty much anyone who I wanted makeup. I was like, cool, Jenny, cool, cool. for some reason, with like a patch on, like a makeout bandit. I don't know. Like, like making out with people <laughs> like with a, a patch. makeout pirate. Right? But just, I don't know. That was like the image of like an old timey, like 1920s video going through my head with you, with like a patch on and like making out with people. I don't know. I'm picturing her like leaving her mark in some way. Like, like, like she I'm, makes out with someone, but like sharpies something on their arm while right? they're making like, out. Like they're claimed by her. <laughs> Later on, she's like, "Oh no, the makeout bandit got me again." <laughs> oh my god, this could be like a, a video we make later. I don't know. Um. So yeah, that's that's what I did. I mean, hey, I wasn't. So you was got just, mono. Oh yeah. Long story short, I got mono. <laughs> and of I remember did. my my I was home for Christmas, and my throat hurt so bad, and we were at. Um, my grandma's house for Christmas and I laid down on her couch and I just like there were like 20, 30 people at my grandma's house. So much noise, so much stuff going on. I passed out, didn't wake up for like hours. Oh, I feel like I could do that now. Uh, I could do it now, but, but like, not in your young, yeah, early twenties, not something. So I finally went to the doctor because my throat hurt so bad. I couldn't swallow my own saliva. Mm, yeah. I had to like spit it out. Because it hurt that bad. Like, oh. way worse than strep. Right. So I go in, and of course, he's like, you have mono. And then like the kissing the bandit strikes again. <laughs> God damn it. And I'm like, do you want to make out? <laughs> <laughs> You're a doctor. You want to make out? Um, and then the next day, I remember I was laying on the couch in my parents' basement, trying to, like, stay away from everyone. And my temperature, my fever got so high, I was hallucinating. Oh, shit. My mom came down to the basement to check on me, like, in the evening. Mm-hmm. And I was like... I'm on fire. Why is the room on fire? And she felt me and was like, ah, and took me upstairs and like put me in an ice cold bathtub and like she called the doctor. The hospital. No, she called the doctor and she, they got it down. She knew what to do. I mean, your dad was an eye doctor. Like he I mean, knows. There was, yeah. And my mom was a dietitian. So she worked oh. in a hospital. They got it. So anywho, long story short, I had mono and I kissed a lot of people. Did you kiss a lot of people after that? Yeah, oh, I did. it didn't stop. It didn't, didn't stop. stop That's, you. Although I have to say, when I got back to college, I actually met a guy who I dated for like six or seven months. Mm-hmm. But when I met him, I was still maybe, I probably still had mono. And I totally made out with him. He's I t- fine. I told him that later. He did not get mono. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. It helps your immune system. It's fine. You're fine. Um, <laughs> so this instance when he like fell on the dining room floor was his first episode. Um, with many more to follow. So um, in the following years, his symptoms would be more intense. Did they finally say it's not mono? Yes. Thanks. But they didn't give many closure as to what it was. So, um, for example, he would have heart palpitations. And um, so he'd be laying down, and his resting heart rate as he was laying down was 145. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And he said that um, in the TED Talk, he talks about how, like, he would even put like a piece of paper on his chest sometimes and you could see the paper moving because his heart was beating so fast, like at a resting. Yeah. Not as fast as when you're working out. Though, but no. not, Well, that's why I think I wrote it down because I'm like, well, I can get my heart rate up to 185. What can <laughs> you do, Doug? Just kidding, Doug. You're you're a hero. I'm nothing. Um, Amazing. <laughs> um, dizziness, pain, and just mostly pain. Um, he could only walk about 50 feet at a time and couldn't stand for more than a few minutes. Aww. So it just, ba- it took over his entire body. He was bedridden for most days up to 22 hours. Oh. Yeah. Um, and he was quoted as saying, um, even lying on the floor, he didn't feel like it was low enough. Like he just couldn't like get settled yeah. or yeah. anything. Um, and he was in co- uh, constant agony. Um, 
he would be in the state for the next 11 years. 11 years? 11 years. That's like being, you might as well just be in fucking prison. Confined to a hospital bed in his living room. Oh my God. For 22 hours a day. And did he have like nurses or something coming to take care of him? Like how did it work? I'm sure he did. Okay. But they didn't say. Um, Okay. So, but what he did over these 11 years proves that he's the ultimate survivor (gasps) and fighter. Here we go. Oh my God. 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 I know this story. I didn't read it though. No, I saw the headline, but I didn't read it. On CNN? Yes. On your Apple app? Yes. I know. I sent it to Kenny right away and I'm like, I'm doing this one because he was very like inspirational. So... (laughs) So for the first 18 months, he quickly realized that he had to figure out his disease on his own because every doctor he went to, basically they were just like, we don't know. We don't know what's wrong with you. We can't figure it out. They did test after test after test. No answers. Mm -mm. Um, So he immersed himself in medical research and it was his determination that he was going to find a cure. So here we go. So when he was in, um, while he was in college, he had picked up a 2200 page endocrinology textbook endocrinology snoozer yeah is endocrinology i feel like that's diabetes brain no i don't know no i think endocrinology is is diabetes i'll look keep going okay he well he found an endocrinology textbook near a garbage can and it was about to be thrown it was about to be thrown out so i think the library was like purging oh okay i thought you meant some student like just fucking threw their book out no i think the library and i'm making this part up but i'm imagining the way it was written sounded like the library was like purging old like old-timey books and this was actually before he was sick he ended up grabbing it so he started going through all of his like textbooks and stuff while he was better in uh it's a specific uh, it's a study of the endocrine system, its diseases, like glands, right? and its specific secretions known as hormones. Hmm. Continue. So as he was reading, I'm sure this non-boring book for 2,200 pages. <laughs> well, um, he had 22 hours a day. An important uh, mess or a sentence in the book stuck out to him. And it talked about adrenal disorders and minor thyroid disorders. So this was like hmm. the first like inkling of hope where he was like wait a minute like somehow connect the dots for him so I love that he was already into biology and that was his major yes imagine and the fact that he picked up this book that was about to be thrown away before he even got sick and then he just started reading it when mm-hmm. he was bedridden because he was bored like he's like I, I might as well figure it out what's wrong with me um so it's a great use of time by the way it really is and this also made I'd me think like, like would I be doing that I'd be I'm watching like, the real housewives or oh my god I was dumb. just gonna say that I was gonna be like real housewives here we I'd come. be turning my brain into mush I'd be binging so much Netflix I know no. and this guy's like he's like I'm gonna figure out my disease he's like you know what it. you're not gonna figure it out I am damn damn so the the sentence that he or paragraph or chapter or whatever it zoned in on the adrenal glands mm-hmm. which I did some research because I didn't know what those were nice they're basically like the size of your thumb and they okay. sit atop your um, kidneys Ooh. so you have two of them okay and they are triangular in shape in case you were wondering. I was. And um, they essentially produce hormones that help regulate your metabolism. Ooh, your I think system. there's something wrong with my adrenal glands. It could be. I think there is. Hopefully it's not what, it's not this situation. No. It's oh, not your door? It's the DLS man or the FedEx man. Ooh. Hi. Hi. Bye. What is my husband ordering? Okay. <laughs> oh. Bye. Bye. Oh, oh Callie, Callie. Baby girl. Oh, honey. Okay, hold her? on. Okay. We go give her an animal cracker. Yeah. A peaser. Okay. So um, it just helps regulate your metabolism and all that jazz. So again, going back to his old medical books that he collected over time, basically anything he could get his hands on, he came up with a hypothesis. Okay. Um, that the whole class of 
atomic nervous system disorders could exist beyond what was established already from most endocrinologists, whatever. He came up with a hypothesis. Great. Who cares about all that? <laughs> Wonderful. So he managed to save some cash for a computer. Because remember, this is like 2002 at this point. Yeah. And computers were fucking they're expensive. expensive. And I remember in college, like my dad giving me like a hand-me-down computer and the girl across the hallway had a Mac computer and it was <gasps> one of the colored ones. Uh, and I was so jealous and I was too poor to, yeah. But yeah. we, my parents got me a nice computer, but I kept accidentally getting viruses because back in the early 2000s, it was just like, you could you were the anything. kissing bandit. <laughs> I was fucking kissing people virtually. <laughs> Just everywhere. Just Jenny was like people. snap, not Snapchatting. You were like instant messaging, <laughs> AOL mess, whatever. Exactly. Okay. Anywho. So he saved up cash and um, had an old college roommate go buy him a computer and bring it over to him. So he then, um, his next step that he realized was that he needs to find a partner in the medical field because he's bedridden. Right. He doesn't have a degree. Okay, he only yeah. knows as much as he, I mean, he was in his senior year, so he knows a lot about biology, but he's not like you know, whatever. He's not a doctor. Right. So he had to find a partner that would be willing, that was curious and would be willing to take on his case. Mm-hmm. Um, was so it Dr. Oz? It was not, but that'd be great if it was. Okay. I feel like Dr. Oz would do that though. He would. Yeah. So the best place to find this person, um, he thought was the American something society of annual conference. It's a conference for scientists. Great. So, um, in 2002, mm-hmm. so we're a couple years later, yep. he somehow got himself invited to this conference. So it's a conference where like the Cleveland, like the top doctors from the Cleveland Clinic, from the Mayo Clinic, like all these researchers come together for this one conference. I'm imagining him, there's a red carpet and they're rolling him in, in his hospital bed. But he's coming as a scientist. So he ended up somehow getting invited to present at this clinic his case, but he was presenting it as like a grad student or a scientist. Like they didn't, they knew it was like he had the disease, but he didn't like Mm -hmm. present himself that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And his number one goal during this presentation was to find a doctor to help him to partner with. Um, So he arrived at the conference in a wheelchair, wearing a suit and a tie. And um, he, he said for the first time, everyone around him treated him like a scholar, not a patient. So he felt like he was a part of the team and stuff like that. Um, and at, like, again, I said, he didn't have a bachelor's degree at this point. Um, and he, here he was like presenting in front of Harvard doctors and the Cleveland Clinic doctors, like all these professionals um, and trying to get someone to test his theory and partner with him. So okay. he met Dr. Cecile Colglin. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that right, but um, he was a medical professor at the University of Alabama in Birmingham. Yes. And he actually approached Doug after the presentation and was like, I want to help you. And I think you're onto something. I have goosebumps. When everyone else so was excited. like, he said so many doctors came up to him and they were very pleasant, but they were just like, this is nothing. Like, you're sorry. I don't. Sorry, you're fine. Right. So for the first time, he had someone that was in the medical field on his side. Yes. Um, so let's skip two years later. Okay. So remember, he's been, he's, we already said he's been like this for 11 years total. Yeah. So now we're two years in or two more years in. So now it's 2004. Yes. And, um, he found his partner. So now his next step is to find his own cure. So now that he has this guy. So I love this story. So one of his best friends from college and it's been, he said it was hard because all his friends from college have moved on and got married and like started their lives with this one friend stayed in his life. So he rented an SUV, his friend, 
loaded it with a mattress in the back because he couldn't he couldn't really he couldn't sit up or anything i feel like i would demand that as well but i don't have any kind of disease right (laughs) and drove him lying flat for 500 miles to birmingham to see his doctor partner and um basically the theory that they came up with is that his body was producing too much adrenaline Mm -hmm. and um (gasps) adrenaline mm -hmm. okay so the glands those two glands adrenal Uh, glands one of the things they produce is adrenaline it's all coming together. Boom, boom. You would think I read this before I tell it, but I didn't. Nice so it's work. all coming together for me, too. Okay. <laughs> right. So, Jenny, it's all making sense now. Okay. So, his theory was that his, um, those two glands were pro- producing too much adrenaline. Yes. And he knew of a drug through his research called Loverfordin? 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 Some drug. Okay, great. Makeout bandit. And he thought it could drug. help. <laughs> he thought it could help him with a patch. Okay. okay. Um, it hadn't been done before, but he convinced his doctor friend to repurpose the drug. And basically, the doctor put him on a 24-7 drip of this drug. Yeah, he did. And it helped. It didn't cure him. <gasps> okay. But it helped him, like, stay up longer so he could do more research. And just, he was still bedridden. He still okay. couldn't walk anywhere, really. But it just really gave him... A more oomph, so, mm-hmm, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for the next six years, oh, pass. Shit. Okay. And he's hooked up to this IV and drug. And it's working, but it's not working. Like, it's not curing his disease. Like, it's good, but it's not great. He's Like I said, he's still combined in the house and whatever. So he, his next theory was that something was dumping too much adrenaline into his blood. So he took it a step further. And um, he drove... He went back to all his med- medical literature and read and read and read and research and research. And then he came up with... That um, his adrenal his adrenal gland acted like a tumor, meaning like it was secreting stuff or it was like oh. over it was like overacting or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he had a bunch of scans done, yeah. like MRIs, and they they couldn't find any tumors. They couldn't find anything wrong. Finally, the last scan, um, his doctor partner said we found it, <gasps> and here these two glands above his kidneys were like glowing. And they were basically producing too much adrenaline. So he was right. So he was right on the money the whole time. What he thought was happening. Yes, Doug. Yes. So um, experts in the field doubted the diagnosis. There's oh, all listen. Off. There's always naysayers. You know yeah. what to tell them? Go fuck yourself. So um, <laughs> his doctor partner put his reputation on the line oh and God. backed him up. Yes. And um, he they ended up researching this actual disease, and they only found 32 recorded cases of what it's specifically called. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. You guys Smart. can read it if you yeah, want that good idea. Um, so basically he described it as slicing into a hard boiled egg and removing the yolk is what they'd have to do okay. to his adrenal glands to get the inside out to help it stop producing more adrenaline. Okay. That was the surgery he was going to have to develop. Okay. The surgery had never been done before. They got the Easter bunny involved. <laughs> yes. They called the kissing bandit. <laughs> And the Easter Bunny in, and they both performed the surgery. So he, in his literature that he read back in like the 1800s and the 30s and the 20s, they did this procedure on animals like cats, dogs, rats, and it was always successful, but it had never been done on a human being. Oh, no. So he um, spent the next six months working with a surgeon, finding a surgeon and then working with a surgeon on how to do this procedure on him. And think about like the insurance, like getting insurance companies involved. Like no one wants to help this guy because they're course. like, you're way too risky. It's not going to work. So he finally found a surgeon at the University of Birmingham. And September of 2010, um, the doctor successfully extracted one of his adrenal glands 
and the surgery was a success. So he has two, but one of them, they took out the, the yoke part in the middle. Okay. Um, three weeks after the procedure, he could sit upright for three hours. And by Christmas Eve, he had the strength to walk a mile to church. Praise Callie. Let's go, girl. Woo! Amen. She just barked. So, <laughs> and in the TED Talk, if you listen to it, he said that he walked to church. Um, it took him a mile and he had not been able to walk a mile since 1999 and he bawled when he got to church and really felt like it, he went to Christmas mass and just was sobbing because it was the first time he could walk in like ever Oh my for God. since 1999. Oh my God. In 2012, he under, <gasps> Callie, girl, I see you. Okay. In 2012, he underwent the second surgery, um, to remove the other adrenal. inside of the mm-hmm. adrenal gland. And a year later, he was well enough to fly with his friends to the Bahamas, and it was the first time he had ever seen the ocean. Oh, that's the first trip he took. I love when people first see the ocean. I know. And by 2014, he was completely off his meds. Oh my god, I have goosebumps again. I know, I know. So um, his doctor partner, who risked his career, his, his reputation. reputation, lived long enough to see um, Doug's remo- remarkable recovery, but he did die in 2015. Aww, okay. So he lived to see the first surgery, but not necessarily the... Um, the final outcome. Well, he did, but not like his full recovery. Um, so against the odds, Doug had found a way to save himself no matter what. And he's now 41 years old. And many of his friends who he planned to graduate with are now married with kids and are in grad school or whatever. And he still lives in his childhood home in St. Louis where he needs to take nine medications per day and his health is far from perfect, but he has his life back. And, and he doesn't have to stay in bed for 20 hours And he doesn't have to stay in bed for, tw- exactly. And he's not a biology professor he dreamed of that, you know, when he was 21, but um, he's he's not far from it, and um, he's actually started a new career in a company as a medical consultant. Oh my god! Um, but he also does some um, some like professor work on the side. It sounded like yeah. Um, so doctors are now turning to him to help them identify and treat rare rare diseases like his. And he's actually currently working on a case to study to be published in the British Medical Journal of a rare disease. And um, with his gift for solving. Um, problems and rare diseases um he's hoping to open up a treatment center or some you know basically pave the way for other patients like him who had no hope or nowhere to go and i'll end with him saying um quote i got help from people he said and now i have to help people end quote so that's the survival story of doug Lindsay. i would totally make out with him i would the Listen, Doug, if you want to be made out with by the makeout bandit, bandit, I'm available. I just think that's such a great story and that he did it all on his own. I really like that you have stuff highlighted. I started, well, it's only the first two pages. (laughs) I told you I didn't read the, like I wrote it. Yeah. I copy and pasted it and wrote it, but then I just don't reread it. Hey, so it's kind of like a surprise. Mine was too. To me, you and the listeners. I I skimmed it before I told you about it. I am going to stick back with the computer, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that was Doug Lindsay. I fell in love with his story. I love him. Yeah. He's literally, like, what a fighter. What a fucking badass. Yeah, so now he has a cure for that particular disease. Oh, great. So if anyone is having that problem, talk to Doug. It's probably your adrenal glands. Yeah. Get him out. Get that yolk out. (laughs) Hashtag get the yolk out. Hashtag get the yolk out. Get it out. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. Kenny, do you have some weird news for us? I do. This is a survival weird news. Oh. oh boy, I can't wait to guess. So an Australian athlete was freed by her kidnapper 
after she did what? Made French toast for him. Made it made it basically made a great breakfast for him. Very decisive on that. Yeah. Uh showed him her boob. Oh. Just one? Just the one. Just one. Right left? Does it matter? Is it the nipple? No. The bigger one. Okay. Because there's always one bigger than the other. Yeah. (laughs) There is. There is. It's true. Real talk, people. Okay, I'm gonna go into a little bit of the story, then I'll tell you why she was freed first. Okay. Okay. So she was a triathlete in Australia. She was kidnapped while she was riding her bike. So That's rude. Yes. The in the dr- midst of a workout? So, so she was rude. struck by a car and she broke her arm. And while falling to the ground, like, or while she was on the ground, the driver knocked her out with no. a piece of wood and took her to his isolated home. What no. A dick. No. When she regained consciousness, she said she was naked and tied up in an armchair in an old house. No. Mm-mm. The man forced her to drink alcohol and Ugh. tried to suffocate her and drown her in a bathtub filled with cold water. Rude. However, she managed to become friends with this man by complimenting the many orchids in his house. Ooh. He's a big fan of gardening, apparently, uh-huh. and uh, he just wanted someone to talk to about it. That's for sure the way I would go if I was like kidnapped. I would just try would to be friends with them. Yeah. Compliment, compliment, mm-hmm. compliment. Or pretend to fall in love with them so they let me go. I've actually heard of stuff like that happening. Mm-hmm. Orchids, yeah, so. huh? Orchids. So wow. he, uh, French toast? Okay. He suffers from no psychiatric well, problems. There were boobs. There were boobs. He, she didn't get released because of them. Yeah, I mean, he saw them without her showing. Anything. Right. He, yeah. just, she didn't he, have just, a choice. he just went ahead and took a look see yeah. himself. Rude. But yeah, pretty, orchids. pretty crazy. So yeah, if you get kidnapped with a guy with That'd a That'd be a good orchids. survival story we could do, but... But now Kenny already did it. Yeah. It's a pretty oh, quick Kenny. story. Okay. There's like oh. a paragraph that's okay. about it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she survived. I am sorry she was naked and almost drowned. And why does he have to also like, you already hit her with the car. You hit her with the car, then you hit her over the head? Like just take, I like, think he wanted her to be unconscious. So that he could remove her clothing like a freak show? Yeah. Like way to be, oh. no. He's also being a... Uh, investigated for possible previous kidnappings sounds like it yeah we don't know sounds, sounds about right yeah sounds <laughs> sounds like it fits hashtag sounds about right mm. i'm just gonna come up with lots of hashtags now mm-hmm. it's my new thing i'm just gonna keep eating animal crackers yes absolutely i think feel like i put one in my mouth at the worst time i love it mm. <laughs> that's what she said ah. <laughs> uh okay so okay. if you guys want to follow us we would love that we are on the Instagram, the Facebook, and the Twitter. You can find us. Figure it out. You guys know. You got it. Sip Survive or Sip Survive Repeat, one of those two. And then um, we're always looking for Patreons because we need somebody to support our wine habit. Uh, we are using your money to buy our weekly wines. And the more we have, the more the nicer the wines are. And I promise I won't keep the next bottle in my car for a week. Janelle promises. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, merch. Don't forget about merch. Uh, I love my sweatshirt. It's so soft. I love it. I love so it. I love excited. it. So if you guys want to check that out again, sips, you can check, uh, check out, uh, there's a button that says merch store. I think, I think mm-hmm. there or is. shop merch, one of those, uh, click there and you can see some of the stuff. I'm going to try and put some new stuff up there based on some of our more recent episodes. Um, and then we love you guys and we can't wait to see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.